Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, hello and welcome uh, to a post-Watches and Wonders catch-up. Uh, now we're free of all the, the, the chaos and long hours of uh, the insanity that was Watches and Wonders. We're free a little bit more to talk about uh, some of the brands and watches that we saw in a bit more detail. So, Tom, today, uh, let's talk about Rolex. It makes sense to start there. What was your initial impression on what you saw at Watches and Wonders for Rolex? Well, the, so... There was the the main one, uh, which was the green GMT, which we'll get to in a bit, um, and then uh, the Air King, I suppose. But the, the rest of it, it, it just felt like um, differences in materials. Um, yeah. I wasn't I, w- I wasn't really picking up on anything major uh, in terms of new releases. Um, just a couple of sort of small refinements here and there. But um, but yeah, I suppose the two big takeaways were the was the green GMT. And the Air King. Oh, and the the flowery date just as well. Uh, I suppose we'll get onto that as well. But yeah, um, there was nothing like, oh my God, what's this? Get it on my wrist. It was all just like, oh, cool. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that before we went, we were talking about uh, the expectation for these manufacturers to bring something crazy every single year and how. Uh, I don't say I don't think unfair is the right thing to say, but it, it's it's certainly. A bit much. Um, so I will I will caveat what we're going to say about these watches with the sentiment that I don't really want to have a, a great expectation that new releases come every single year, thick and fast. Yeah, I think this is a problem these days. I think there's a, an um, I think there's an announcement culture going around at the minute, and it's like you see it a lot in entertainment. You know, the you know Disney and Marvel have got their roadmap and their you know throwing up all the titles for all the films that they're going to produce yeah. in the next 10 years and 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 I think people get overhyped for stuff and I think it puts a lot of pressure on brands like especially um watch brands and you've got watches and wonders which is like watch christmas it's like <laughs> all my dreams have come at once I can't wait to open my presents when watches and wonders starts and it's just like new crown guards ah yeah um, so I think, yeah, we need to um, temper our expectations a little bit and, and kind of remember, you know, this, you know, sometimes it's not going to be brand new releases that you've never seen before. It's just going to be a few refinements and yeah, things like that. So uh, and that's what we got from Rolex. Yeah, we need to tone down that hype machine, don't we? Um, 
I mean, given the teaser videos at Rolex promo before the event, they're probably as guilty as anyone of, of fueling that <laughs> hype machine. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh, but let's 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 cover uh, some of these watches and see exactly what they did and uh, and give you our reactions on them. So, first and foremost, the Air King. Now, there's there's a lot more going on with this new Air King than I initially realised. First and foremost, the thing that you see and the thing that Rolex teased in this very bizarre way is the addition of crown guards. Crown guards being the thing added originally to the Submariner, I think, uh, as part of a development to make it more robust, protects the crown from knocks, makes sense on a watch that you're going to use, uh, presumably in a cockpit, is the aim of the Air King, mm. to stop the crown getting damaged. Uh, how how blown away were you by the addition of crown guards? I probably would have never noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not hugely observant. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you'd have, if you'd have sh- shown me this Air King and said this is a new release for 2022, I would have been like, I would have been very confused as to why you would saying that um but yeah it's funny isn't it how i i sort of alluded to the fact that maybe i thought the air king was going to get the chop but it's back it's new and improved with a zero it oh it is yeah um because as well as the crown guards there are three other changes that i certainly didn't notice there is the uh, as you mentioned the addition of a zero in front of the five on the dial to balance out all of those numerals to having two digits each. It's funny how they sort of, they're saying this is for improved legibility, but I'd get worried as the minute hand sort of got up in that top area of the dial because it's like five, 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 five. I was like, "Ah, what time is it? We're going down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of fives going on. Uh, I expect when they originally did this, they had an argument as to whether or not it should be 0, 5 and 5, and they made a decision that the internet didn't like. But I've got news for you, Rolex. The internet wouldn't have liked the other decision either. That's that's the internet for you. But uh, it does look a bit more balanced, and let's face it, if a pilot is relying on this watch uh, as their prime source of timekeeping in the cockpit, then you've probably got more to worry about than just that. So the other additions are luminous paint on the quarterly markers, the triangle at 12, the 3, the 6, and the 9 to help navigation in the dark. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's essential um, because you can't have the cockpit light on because it distracts other pilots, so you need that. (laughs) Um, Not even if they're reading their Kindle with their feet on the dash. (laughs) Yeah. So that's good, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, a, a sporty Rolex watch makes sense that it has loom on the dial as well as the hands. In that vein, I'm kind of surprised that the markers for the other hours aren't also luminous. Quarters is, is kind of vague, whatever. And, and then the other thing, and this was one I remember when the Explorer 2 was knocking about. One of the biggest things that people didn't like about it was that it had a very skinny crown being the twin lock instead of trip lock for, for less water resistance. And Rolex has seen fit to make the twin lock crown as thick as the trip lock, or at least very close to it, to give it a more rugged and chunky look. Yeah, cool. So really, this is this watch is, aside from the crown guards, which do give a bit of extra protection, it is an aesthetic upgrade. 
Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there is one more thing I'd like to ask you about. There's a little. I've been reading the spiel on. on Rolex's website, and it says um, uh, straight sides, winding crown guard, as well as a subtle line of light along the middle case. What what does that mean? Pass. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Answers in the comments down below. So there you go, Air King. Uh, as Tom said, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Um, Good to see those little up- updates. Is this is this a more Tudor-esque listening to the audience and making improvements that the customers actually ask for? This could be a good thing. Or is it just noodling? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who was asking for that, but um, sure. I don't know. John, Steve. I think David was pretty hot on it. Yeah. So thanks, guys. You've got your wishes. Um, GMT Master 2. We all knew that... Uh, Black and green was going to be a thing because the teaser video did more than tease. It just outright showed black and green. Uh, I'd like to say, I think we did a good job of being the first and only people to call out the left-handed GMT master. Insert clip here. It doesn't look like the numbers are backwards. I wonder if they're alluding to a left-hand crown GMT master. Inclusive. Oh. Yeah, so this is another thing. This is another thing that makes me wonder if they're taking a few pages out of the Tudor playbook in listening to people and testing stuff. Because let's not forget, Tudor did a left-handed Pelagos a few years back. Right. Must have had enough interest that Rolex decided to do the same thing. Um, <clears throat> so I have a question about this green one. Um, yep. Is it only left-handed or is there a right-handed one as well? As I understand it, it's only left-handed. Oh, so if you want the green one, you've got to get a left one. I think so, yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, it certainly seems that way, at least for now. Uh, we know we know Rolex uh, often does things that people don't want, so they buy a variant they don't really want, and then they improve that variant to the thing they do want, so they buy it later on. Um, like with the Pepsi before in white gold, and then steel, mm-hmm. and then with a different bracelet, blah, blah, blah. I suppose you could always wear it upside down. <laughs> I mean, if you... Um, were to get a dial from uh, a normal GMT master and pop it on there, it would be the right way up. That's that's basically the only change that Rolex has made to make this left-handed, is to put a left-handed dial on it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not faffing about. I think I'll just leave it. Um, <laughs> thanks anyway. Be interested to see how long this remains available for. If they discontinue this fairly shortly, a left-handed watch from Rolex could be quite the collector's item. A collectible Rolex? <laughs> I think you're clutching at straws there. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Uh, yeah, I mean, cool, I guess. Yeah. Something a little bit different for the kids. Not a whole lot else to say. I don't know. I, it seems like a big deal that's also not a big deal, and I don't know how to think about it. Because in, in Rolex terms, putting the crowd on the other side is incredible. Yeah. But in everyone else's terms, it's turning the case over and making a slightly different dial. I mean, the, I, I, it looks really cool. The green's really popping. Mm-hmm. But, and now you've got... So, I mean, you said we'd get an RGB colourway for the Submariners, but now it looks it's it's the GMT Masters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what's annoying about that is now if you get the set, if you collect them all, you're going to have an odd one. Which, where do you put the, the, the left-handed one in those three? It's not going to sit right. Graphic designers will be made very mad by this watch in their yeah. collection. Yeah. Uh, moving on then to the Day Date 40. Probably um, 
the most under the radar release this year. Yeah. So that's what those chunks in the teaser video were alluding to. Yeah, exactly. Basically, what we have here is that Rolex have not been able to make a fluted bezel in platinum. And the Day Date is one of their most prestigious lines, only available in precious metals, uh, never available in platinum with a fluted bezel. And the ice blue dial, which is indicative of platinum in a Rolex watch. And now they finally managed it. They found a drill bit from B&Q that's good enough Screw to fix, m- yeah, yeah, to machine platinum into the fluted bezel design. Yeah, we haven't even been through the new releases from Screwfix this year, but maybe the first time. <laughs> uh, some people are saying that because the platinum version had the smooth bezel, that made it more distinctive and different to all the others, uh, and it removes that excitement. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You can now get it with a fluted bezel. So, good for you if you wanted that. Now you can have it. Yeah. Cool. Yachtmaster 42, the bigger Yachtmaster ceramic black bezel, now in yellow gold. Great. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that was a new watch, to be honest. It's quite a pale gold. I don't know if it's different to their usual yellow gold, but it looks very, very pale. And in the right environment, barely looks any different to the white gold one. In fact, in the case at Watches and Wonders, they were side by side with the white gold versions, and there was a slight iteration to the white gold version, which no one spotted. A different scratchy, bluey, purpley dial, I think. Yeah, and there was also the Oyster Perpetual Yachtmaster 40 with the um, diamond and sapphire set bezel, which no one really noticed. Um, that might be because Rolex has buried it on their website for some reason. Yeah, so... Yeah, another iteration for people to choose from. Can't say fairer than that. And then finally... Now, this is this is probably my favourite release from Rolex, and I would never have guessed that a 31mm Datejust with a diamond dial would have been my favourite Rolex release. Uh, laser cut dial. I think they've been exploring more with their lasers. Yeah. Diamonds set into it. Flower motif. What do you think? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so we, we, we did a video previously on uh, the new um, laser cut dials that um, Rolex have been tampering with in the past and um, kind of hoped that they would continue that trend and do something else. And this is what it appears they've done. High technology finishing techniques. So we can only imagine that that's the laser cutters. Um, yeah, very pretty spring motif of uh, floral petals and diamonds, and yeah, very nice. Remind you of anything else you saw at uh, Watches and Wonders? <laughs> yeah, it's um, if I'm being harsh, it's like a a, uh, a budget version of the Lady Arpels Ur Floral, which uh, you may have seen on our Watches and Wonders Roundup Day Three video. Um, yeah, the Ur Floral has. Uh, flowers that indicate each hour of the day 12 flowers and they they open up and you count the open flowers to discern the time and it's beautiful mechanical masterpiece yes my, my wife um of, of all the of all the releases that came out in watches and wonders she spotted that one and very quickly identified it as her favorite and was promptly disappointed to find out that it costs a quarter of a million yeah. so uh maybe this 31 will be a little bit of a consolation prize for her yeah yeah if you can't afford the van cleff uh, slum it with a rolex <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's always a bigger fish <laughs> <laughs> there always is so that wraps up uh, our coverage of the new rolex releases at watches and wonders um 
slumming it with these new additions, <laughs> with these new <laughs> tweaks. And uh, yeah, to be fair, they do comply with our mentality of you don't need to go big every single time. They've done some interesting stuff. They've got some buzz. People will definitely buy them. Rolex knows its market better than, well, certainly better than us mugs. And um, they will be joining the lists of watches that we can't actually purchase. So hope you enjoyed this. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the Rolex releases and what you perhaps would have liked to have seen. Um, pleased to see that we got some, some stuff right. We did get some stuff wrong. But hey, that's all part of the fun. Yep. Uh, we'll be talking more about other brands that we've seen over the next few weeks. Hope you enjoy those too. Let us know which brands you would like us to uh, go into more detail in, because there was a lot and we aren't going to do all of them. And until then, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.